that was maybe the most tone deaf response the entire season. <laughs> oh man, I'd have to go past uh, everything KT said to be sure that's right. Welcome back to Talking About Alliance. We are here for the finale. A lot of faces on my screen right now as we have our final Tribal Council roundtable all prepared. We did this last season and happy that we're going to do it again. Uh, so we have one representative from each of the uh, final Tribal contestants. And uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully, uh, if you're looking at who's in Final Tribal, some of them are obvious. So we have a uh, one husband of a former player here, or of a uh, finalist here in Blink, and a former player in So Welcome on in. Hello. Yo. Blink is currently here with a Tribal Council virtual background on his screen. <laughs> and he is saying the tone well. We have another significant other of another finalist and a player from last season in Link Link, who representing Wind. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And we have um, not a real life significant other, but an RPG spouse of KT <laughs> is here. And I, honestly, to me, I think that's just as important. Everyone um, <laughs> else who has no idea what I'm talking about, uh, Harpy is here, will be representing KT. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> nice to join you guys again. Harpy, aren't you friends with KT through Wishlist as well? Yes, we are also Wishlisters. So I have known her on and off online for a while, for sure. And yes, uh, we're game spouses and we hang out in a, my silly RPG game room, but I cheat on her regularly with my horse and Ari. So, <laughs> really. <laughs> All that. Uh, all I know, all I know from that RPG is that there's a lot of horse banging, and that's it. Very much. We gotta do it like daily. <laughs> and, and and her, her gets enough of that in real life, so. Yeah, I mean, I got. You know, I can, I can walk. I can. I don't. I can't walk. I can't throw a rock without watching some horses banging. So it's just. <laughs> uh, so that other. That's voice Mr. Harpy in the background. <laughs> the <hooded> figure. <laughs> The other voice you have here, um, I think everyone recognizes at that point, is Hirsch. Welcome in. Good to see you. Good to see the panel. Very excited for these next couple of hours. Uh, and so we also have uh, someone on here representing the jury, who I think is going to be a lot of fun on this side, who will be giving our cross-examinations, and a another former player and a lawyer outside the game, uh, Glorfindel, the elf, RFF, whatever you want to call him. Welcome. <laughs> hey, everybody. Looking forward to this. Good to see you, Glorf. Good to see you guys. Hey, Harp. And How's it going? Time. Sorry, I'm sitting here reading. I was thinking Keep you were done with horses. my intro. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm reading about William. <laughs> Rights of passage here. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'm distracted. It's so much going on. The lounge and y'all and the rites of passage. <laughs> And lastly, but not least, we have our guest judge returning from last season, uh, the uh, man of many names, Sir Julius, I think is the most common one, a brand. I'm just going to call him Brandon and welcome back. Thanks hey, for having man. me back. Yes, yeah, uh, you can't you can't be too comfortable with one name. 
That's how they catch you. Brando, where have you where have you gone to uh, steal good Wi-Fi? Because I know you're not at home. <laughs> Some secrets are better left on or better <laughs> better kept. <laughs> This this chair is really comfy though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's at an IKEA. No, this is not an IKEA. <laughs> well, thanks so much, everyone, for being on. I think this is going to be a lot of fun as we go through case for each of the finalists. All right. All right. Um, so uh, I forgot to have you guys all rocks or any sort of thing beforehand. So I'm just gonna say that going first will be Link Link for her case for a wind. Sound good? Let's go ahead. Sure. Um, I was hoping not to be the first one. Um, <laughs> words are not my strong um, point. But so so to, uh, I'll give some stats to set this up. Um, okay. Wind, gave, Wind voted correctly at seven of the nine tribal councils he attended. He missed on the, he voted KT at the Spidey tribal. He voted for Big Head at the Bread tribal. Um, he found zero advantages in this game. One immunity win, which was the Blizzard challenge, finished second in Ice Moves and the Splatter Ball. Uh, he won four of the six team challenges before the merge and he has a total of four votes against him uh, across two tribal councils. All right. So um, I think starting the game week one, um, when was pretty intimidated, especially with his org background, it's very different community. Um, and I think Alliance is, is pretty official and something he wasn't used to. Um, but very quickly in round one and two, he realized that um, there was this power alliance growing of Katie, Hen, and DC. Um, and I think he, he felt very much on the outs um, right away. Um, and that's where he really began to strategize about how he's going to um, maneuver past um, the Rutgie three. Um, and maintain, you know, his good position throughout the game. Um, so I think he kind of did what he could the first few rounds on Rutke. And I think when he really shined was when he had a chance to go to um, the Aronema tribe. Um, he was very strategic. And I think that a lot of the uh, jury doesn't know this yet. And once he really gets to make his... Um, final tribal council speech, they're going to kind of see those inner workings of his brain. Because I, right now, I think they think his game was very similar to Toby or very similar to Spencer, and they're not really seeing him as an individual player. Um, but every move that he made, he had, um, he had a plan. Nothing was random. Everything was, was very well thought out. Um, not a, a great... Um, competitor uh but i think he also felt comfortable throughout the first half of the game that he didn't feel he needed to um be that great competitor and it was at the end when you know people were really coming for him that he i think he tried to win those um those fine the individual immunities um he did get that one uh and i think he needed it that round so it's a good time to shine um yeah, I think um, 
he's going to have a great case for himself um, at final tribal council and be able to explain himself well. But I do think that um, Shannon also played a very good game and a very different game. So um, I think at the end, it's really going to come down to what they're able to prove to the jury that they did for themselves. So it would now be a appropriate time to ask a couple of questions. Yeah, uh, thanks for that case. And now we can go into our cross-examination. <laughs> so I guess my biggest question involving wind is, how is Tobias not more deserving than wind? To me, reading back through all the messages, wind conferred with Tobias a lot, but the plans and the execution had a lot more to do with Tobias than wind. What are some individual moments you can point to where wind was sort of leading the charge? I just think it's strange to compare his game to Tobias when he Tobias isn't sitting at the end. Um, but they they did work together, but Tobias got to spend his entire game being the middleman. He thought he was on both sides. He never had to vote the wrong way. He was always got to vote with the Rutke side and never got to um, expose himself. Isn't that a sign of his skill though? Um, I don't think it's so much of his skill, but that Wind and the rest of the people working together allowed for him to do that. Do you think Wind should have made a bigger effort to try to get in with the Rutke three or work with them? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that they didn't play a good game. Although in numbers, they were powerful, but they had nothing to show for it at the end. And I think staying away from him, from them, was the best thing he could have done. All right, well, let's say I don't need to pepper no, you, you with questions. No, we don't. We can, we, can, we can circle back. I think it's a good idea for everybody to make their arguments first and then push what, what do you think ari oh yeah we can do uh well, I mean, just I had a, letting it flow go ahead well i mean i had a i had a kind of a follow-up on that with the uh i think when link and i were the only two people who picked win when to uh actually win the game at the pre-merge at the pre uh, pre-game um you know winners pick um and then i think an additional four people kind of joined up at the merge um and, you know, and, and I'd be fine with Wynn winning. Um, just on a personal note, the, my only real issue with Wynn's game was that I wish he had um, more fully embraced the, uh, the differences in alliance, you know, the things in alliance that kind of uh, separate it from other mm -hmm. orgs. Um, yeah. that's, just, that's just a stylistic thing that really, uh, you know, I, um, you know the, the command hunting and, 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 and whatnot. And, you know, and in, with the command hunting, it actually kind of hurt him in one challenge, but, um, game wise, you know, he wasn't malicious. Um, he wasn't uh, going out of his way to hurt people or anything like that. Uh, he cut Tobias when he had to, and when he had the chance. Um, and I think that is definitely in his favor. My only thing with wind is that his game is really reliant on people going to the jury and talking it up. I don't know if he's going to be able to make up the difference. Um, from uh, with everything else, um, unless the jury was doing their job when they got to Ponderosa and, and we don't know what they've been doing since they got there. 
Um, do you agree, disagree? Or, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it all up with his FTC speech is what I'm saying. I think um, to go back to the command hunting, I think not trying, not listening to the screech mail can only hurt you. Um, nobody's going to like respect the fact that you didn't do the command hunting. He's a very stubborn person. I think once he realized like, he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do it. Um, I don't understand why. But in terms of, um, you know, relying on the jury to kind of hype you up while you're, you know, while they're in Ponderosa. Um, I mean, yeah, that's great if they are saying good things about wind. But um, the one thing that that he didn't do was ever really be honest about where he was voting. So um I'm curious to know if they're even if they even are doing that, um, especially after that Spencer vote. Um, you know why didn't he tell Spencer he's voting him out? So I'm not sure how the jury feels about Wind right now, um, but I do think you know he is the one here that is good with his words, and I think that his final tribal council speech um, will have a great impact on the jury. What do you think he can? No, go ahead. Go ahead, Ari. Uh, what What do you think he can say to Spencer to get that vote back? Because I mean, I think the one <clears throat> two that are still on the panel also might be some trouble for him. But how does he convince Spencer that he deserves it when Spencer's probably very pissed at him right now? Um, I think that they were great allies um, and they worked together, you know, through the end of the game. And there's always just a time for somebody to go, just like Tobias, it was just the right time to let him go. Um, and it, it really comes down to, are you a bitter jury member because someone had to take you out when they had their right shot? Or can you respect the strategy that someone brought into the game in order to get to the end? Do you think Spencer was the best person for them to vote out? I think the reason why Wind voted out Spencer and pushed for that vote is because he thinks that he needs him on the jury as opposed to um, Katie, whereas he's least likely to get Katie's vote than, than Spencer's. KT would never have voted for Wind. Right. No. The, the best person for them to have voted out at Final Four let's be honest, was wind. I agree. And the fact that, and the fact, and the fact that they didn't should be a test, should be something that he puts in his, in his column as something going, somehow I managed to convince these guys to keep me here at final three when I've played all these orgs, I've had a lot of opportunities to make final tribal council speeches and everybody knows I had just won an org. This is when he actually uses that to his advantage. Um, I don't think he has much of an idea of how, how much that winning an org thing played a part in um, people's gameplay. Because I feel like every week somebody was bringing it up. He just won an org. He just won an org. It was really obnoxious for me um, to see that. But I don't think he, re he realizes that that was going on throughout the entire game. But that's a good point if he brings it up in his um his final speech. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I was uh, thinking about going back a little bit earlier that 
so Wind, he didn't really ever pretend to be working with the Rutke three, but I think he didn't have to because he could be the one on the Arunima side with them while Tobias was doing everything in his power to stay with those three. Um, and then when they compared notes, notes with each other, they had oh, pretty much every round, they had all the information between them two. They did. I mean, the two of them, I mean, at the end of the day, Tobias was key to Wynn's game. Um, and I think vice versa as well. Um, Yeah, when, when Tobias was the DM channel to go to if you needed to know what was going on in the game. I mean, if, if, uh, if I had to go anywhere, that, that, that is where I would go because it was, they were the nexus of all info for the most part. Cool. So let's uh, move on and then we, we'll circle back. Uh, so next, let's have Harpy is going to make the case for KT. Um, a couple of the S's you get set. Uh, she voted correctly at eight of the 12 tribal councils she attended. Uh, she missed voting Stark on the DC vote. She voted for Wind when Hen was sent out. Uh, she forfeited her vote on the Tobias tribal. And she voted for Spencer uh, when Stark was taken out at the final five. Uh, she herself found no advantages, but she was part of many cascade hunts. Uh, she won zero immunities, finished second in sim motion, won one of the six team challenges before the merge, and had seven votes against her, uh, spanning four tribal councils where she got votes. So go ahead. Well, <clears throat> I know KT is the beloved villain of the season in the lounge um mostly i think just because of the board game and the william getting voted out but like when i go i would because you know i've been like sort of looking through and we haven't gotten a lot of strategy confessionals from kt but if you sort of like look at it and ban honestly banjo you sort of got me started on this because like really she's played a sort of low-key strategic game you know she's been nice She's made these bonds with the board games. She has, you know, like really, I mean, she's made it to the final three without an immunity win. She's made it to, like, it's really kind of stunning to me, you know, and I know that there's been times I've been sitting here going, oh my gosh, why did you say that then? But I think that's part of why her fellow teammates, one, don't see her as a threat and two, still like her. You know, I mean, Jessica came into the lounge like, wait why don't people like kt and we're all like oh you don't even see it so i mean within the game you know they're seeing her as somebody that they're liking to hang out with you know she's got the cute dogs and you know in general she's a nice human so you can see how you know like that's mostly what the other players are seeing and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if she could get the jury votes because you know i mean you look at even wind here in rites of passage is just like oh yeah i got dc out you know i mean like you look at the ones who've left and a lot of those are people who really liked kt throughout the game so it's very interesting to me sort of like looking at it you know as somebody who i didn't vote for her to win pre or post merge 
I think first I had just a cat. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I don't keep track of that stuff. I sort of just go with it. And then after the vote, I did switch to Shane. I'm all beloved of the whole Yeti mythology. <laughs> I can't help it. So you could share that with her later. <laughs> what can I say? I'm, I love a good storyteller. What's all about? So anyway, tell me what I'm missing, you know, like. What has she done that's so... I know, I know. I've seen all the, like, things she said. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Poke my theory. Well, I mean, you brought up the most relevant thing from the get-go. The William vote. She made everyone play board games <laughs> all night. <laughs> and then she didn't even follow through on it. Why right. do you think she chose... And to Not only that, she it, lost the board games that right. she created. <laughs> That she chose. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of weirdness there. And all to protect Flight 1516, who we all know was coming down eventually, but was just dragging KT down at that point. Why did she yeah. opt to stick to that? Yeah, I could see that. I think that if you take the board games out of it, Williams is kind of the obvious guy to go home, right? I mean, really. And if you look at the board games from from their perspective, they just sort of bonded. And yeah, 1516, I, you know, he just, I was surprised how long he lasted because in many ways he was really sort of abrasive and awkward to people that really kept him along, both DC and Katie, I think, you know, really sort of like, we're happy to have that 1516 trio, you know, and I think that you know, there's a loyalty there for her that I'm seeing, you know, a lot of that is just her being super loyal. I get that. You know, you only know certain people sort of well. <laughs> In fact, I, I think you are my loyal. <laughs> I will say uh, her strategy, whether intentionally or not, of kind of buddying up to the big threats uh, she did with, you know, you were saying why keep 1516 around for this reason, uh, D.C., and then ultimately with Stark, you know, you can sort of buddy up with them and then they're going to be the shield when, you know, people go after the big threats, they pick them off. And uh, whether intentionally or not, this threat, she got rid of all of those bigger threats and made it to the end when they didn't. Um, that's a strategy that wins a lot of seasons of CBS Survivor um, and, and a lot of orgs as well. Um, I guess... So I would ask why is, if that was her strategy, why is that a strategy that deserves to win over wins or Shannon's? That I'm not sure. And I know that uh, in each case, you know, wind has, you know, taken a very uh, non-alliance strategy. I think that's a nice, cause Alliance is my first org. So I've seen some other ones since then. And, you know, I see how he played this game and it was definitely, more traditional external org sort of style. Um, Shane just sort of, I think, just really threw herself into the game. And, you know, you can't really argue that. And I think that in many ways, you know, like I said, you know, I know that that's who I voted for the final three win. But I really, it would be interesting to see if any of it with KT was deliberate or if it's just sort of this accidental you know, I'm nice and I've seen who's powerful. So I am smart enough to be friends with them, you know, and it'll be interesting to see 
you know, during this final tribal council, how much of it was deliberate and how much of it is just sort of in her nature to, you know, hang out with somebody that's more vocal and stronger. And so I'm, for me, it'll be fascinating. I'm not sure I answered your question though. Which is a better strategy? I don't know. Does she deserve why, to win? Why I don't she know. Win I'm over... rooting for the underdog. I'm that girl. I'm always rooting <laughs> for the underdog. And I think in this case, KT is the underdog. So I'm always there. So so follow <laughs> on to what Ari was asking then. Yes. Thank what you. is she what what can KT claim is her big moment in the game? What did she do that changed the game and protected her? Um I'm not sure. She wasn't always on the winning votes, getting the strongest players out. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm, you know, been asked to support, you know, I've been asked to like, you know, sort of plead her case and I'm not sure, you know, uh, does that mean there's anything inherently wrong with her? Like, I love KT as a person. She's a great human being. Do I feel like she's played the smartest game? Not necessarily. You know, I don't mean that in a harsh way at all. And I feel like sometimes, you know, we get all piled up and like, oh, that's really harsh. And I, I strategically within the game, you know, I'm not sure that I see that. Did that answer that? Sorry. <laughs> you said, wow, like that was really mean. And I didn't mean that to be mean or cruel. Right. Let me <laughs> let me hop in here for the first time today. Um, so I do uh, your opening statement. I do kind of follow along with it. You you know, if you look at this really twisted view through a couple of glasses, you know, you can, you can see this kind of low key, you know, she started off real hot, right? You know, she was, you know, in the, the top three of rookie viewed by many as a leader. She wasn't voted as number one, but, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, she certainly could have been the most vocal. And then as you hit the merge, you know, you hit, you get to that first DC blindside, and then you kind of see, you know, she starts to retract a little bit, not nearly as vocal, trying to be more conniving about it. I do agree that um, right towards the middle, you know, that um, alliance with Stark is ultimately what kept her around longer than it probably would have. Um, my hang up, yeah, my hang up, you know, here for FTC is that while she did that, it was already too late to actually utilize that to further like make that impact here at final. Um, pretty much every vote that she got correct post-merge was either A, because the target was Spidey and Tobias wasn't going to rocks for Spidey, or it was unanimous votes, near unanimous votes. Right. Bread, bread, gone. Tobias, they weren't going to vote for Stark when Stark had an idol gone. Right. And that was it. She was wrong on every single other one. So, right. I and mean, that's, that's really, that's really, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough one for her. You know, she well, was wrong. Suspense. She was wrong when it mattered. <laughs> she was wrong because she was loyal. She wasn't going to right. vote out those people that she was working with. And sure. she was really loyal. I can't really fault loyalty. I'm like and, that about and, like everything in my life. So, and, and this know, is where, I'm, so, I'm sorry. This and this no, is no, where no, <laughs> this is where I think this is where I think she might have a chance um, with loyalty. The loyalty she showed might be repaid in kind at FTC if some of these people see her as the lesser of three evils. Vote, you know, if they can't really, if Stark can't really get on board with voting 
for Shannon. And Spencer can't really get on board with voting for wind, then maybe they throw their vote on a KT, you know, and then you add in a DC and a big hen. And all of a sudden you got four votes and KT is winning this whole thing. Right. Um, That's crazy to think about. I mean, she's been super loyal and the people she's been loyal to are the people that are voting for her. So, I mean, there's something to be said for, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be, it's, I'm fascinated to see it. I really am. I'm totally... And so as if, said, the viewers lounge perception is seemingly different than those of the people who are coming out of the game. Um, you see it right. Even within the confessionals. Oh, I love KT or, yeah. you know, when people are talking about her, she is a, she's a well-liked fellow player. You like, know, I mean, some of the stuff she says, um, and this is what affected her with, in addition to the board game with the lounge is tone deaf. I think anybody yeah. could, anybody could admit that. And that rubbed us, all very much wrong and i have great sympathy for her because when she comes out of this game that lounge is going to be tough <laughs> for her to read um, read back yeah and i mean <laughs> i mean harp if, if if you can get in her ear beforehand maybe <sighs> just say maybe don't um <laughs> because this is an alliance viewers lounge uh. and we're salty we're former players uh, we have opinions and we share those opinions in the moment often without right. even really thinking how it's going to, how it's going to come off later. Um, and I think in many, many cases, those opinions that we are stating at that time are valid because they're responding to something that's happening in the moment. Right. Um, I wish KT great luck in, in her post alliance um, post game life in alliance. I hope uh, she isn't disheartened entirely by what <laughs> Um, I really, I really hope that is the case. Um, we always love to have more people and more voices in the in the in the lounge. But um, so the tone deafness, the the board game stuff, I don't know how much that's going to affect the jury. Her biggest critics are st- are sitting right next to her at final tribal council right now. Shan and Wind were the ones who seemed to most pick up on um, on on those more negative aspects of KT. So um, I don't think, uh, I don't know. One other, and, and everybody correct me if I'm wrong. Was Katie not the one who told Wind about Stark's idol? No, that was oh, Shannon. Shannon. Oh, it was Shannon who told the, about Stark's idol. Okay. That's, yeah. And that sort of cemented them, right? That was yeah. sort of like, you know, their initial, their big... I'm distracted. They're talking about Stark. <laughs> yeah. But no, and KT is awkward. I love her, but she's awkward. I have lots of awkward friends. So, you know, and many of us are, you know, like in the moment you say something and it comes off tone deaf or is misread, you know, but it'll be interesting. I'm fascinated to see it. It'll be interesting to see uh, how wind and Shannon deal with that because during this tribal council, because as you've both mentioned, you know, they're the sort of the only ones that caught this other vibe that the other players haven't seen. And if they mention it too much, will it start to look like they're picking on her? Really? I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to make some popcorn. <laughs> Is she going to come in hot? 
<laughs> I don't, well, I have no idea. I think he's going to come in with dog pictures. <laughs> uh, I love the dog pictures and Shannon's dog pictures. Also, hi, Eunice. I heard you earlier. <laughs> he was screaming. Didn't want to interrupt you. He was. He's all trying to get in it. Anyhow, anything else I should add? All right. Uh, I guess we can circle back if anyone comes up with other things, and we can move on to our third representative, uh, a former Alliance jury member way back in the day. The representing his better half blink go ahead uh oh so some statistics for shannon she's voted correctly on seven of the only eight tribal counts she's been at uh she missed by voting kt when on the spidey vote uh she found zero advantages but at one point possessed a half idol for about cents uh, she won two immunities in sim motion and the ice wall she finished second in social standing her, she won five of the six team challenges before the merge, and she has one vote against her the entire game that was on the DC blind side from DC. So go ahead. Yeah, I think with Shannon going into the final tribal council, she's going to try to showcase that she was kind of the best of all worlds. She's going to try to showcase that she had the strongest social game overall, the people remaining. She obviously had the best challenge game with being able to win so many. And not to mention, even in those pre-merge challenges, she was a big part in finalizing their wins on the exclamation point Ibex and on the battleship one. She was able to be the one who makes that decision that brought it home. Um, and she's also going to talk a lot about how her social game played directly into her strategy. You know, when she approached people about votes, every time she was going into something, she knew exactly the results she wanted. And was able to go to Stark and start there and say, hey, what are you thinking? Nobody ever wants to throw a name out first. She'd go, you know, I was kind of thinking this. And they'd have a discussion. And then she would take it to Wind and Spencer and always made sure she had enough votes to get done what she needed to get done while making other people feel like they came were an equal part in making the decision. Yeah. I also think another thing she's going to try to, I don't know when she's going to bring it up, but she's mentioned it to me, talking about like picking who represents this season and making sure it's somebody who respects the game. I don't, I think she's going to try to figure out a way to not necessarily throw people under the bus, but bring up that KT wasn't at one of the tribal councils and how kind of disrespectful that is to production and everybody who puts time into the game to make it happen. And that, you know, Wind avoided all of these neat sub-channels and, you know, the scream mail until he was kind of forced to. And I don't think it's anything personal, but I think she's going to try to play on those, like, harp strings of the loyal followers of alliances and say, hey, you know, I think I played the best game and I think I gave the most respect to the game and what it is. And I should be the one representing the season. Damn. That's a bold strategy. If yeah. she ends up... if. If she ended up in a final three with Stark, do you think she has a chance of winning? Um, I think it depends who the third person is. I do think she would have a chance. I think it would be a very hard fought battle. I think it would be a lot more of a, a split contest depending on who would win that final tribal argument. I think her chance is easier without Stark there though. Do you think she would have been out a lot earlier if she didn't have the Stark shield? 
honestly think I think like the Stark Shield is more of a perception. I think in the end, I think, I mean, having the Stark Shield helped, but it never really made a difference, right? Whenever like people were talking about voting one way or when like Stark had an idol, she always made him waste his idol. She always made sure to get enough votes with her and still flush Stark's idol. That was always her play whenever he came up with an idol. It was like, all right, I want to control the vote. And then now Stark played his idol, but it didn't cancel out all the votes to even keep him around. We already had it under control. So while he had these idols, they were all kind of wasted. See, I I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I never really saw Stark so much as a, a shield for Shannon. Um, Cause after Spidey got voted out, you know, I, I, I was kind of saw, I thought other people's perception of them was that they were kind of a package deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were a package deal with very little power. And, and that fact allowed the spotlight to shift over to the, uh, the, uh, the Rutka three. Um, and so the people who were kind of moving things around the breads, the Tobiases, the winds were focusing on, on that group and picking them off one by one. Um, and so that they, by the time they came back to looking at Stark and Shannon was when those two started kind of picking up idols, winning challenges. Um, and in, and during this period of time where the focus was on the hens, the DCs, um, Shan was really um, fostering that relationship with wind, which was much more of a social relationship than the strategic relationship that she had with Stark um, and, and Wynn's loyalty to her in that respect kept the target off of her and put it on, on Stark. So Stark wasn't, it wasn't that Stark was some sort of natural shield. It was that Shan was just kind of putting her and putting herself in a stronger position with the people that were making those decisions, I thought. And so I think that is something that she can, uh, she could probably play up at, at tribal as well. And, and you got to remember too, like, when you think about the merge, Spidey was never going to vote Shannon. You know, the Rucky three were all ready to do whatever they had to, but like Tobias, she had a good relationship with Tobias. She had a good relationship with Wind. Bread did not want to write her name down at all. Once Spidey went, she had kind of like a voting block of her own, if you include Stark, of five votes that she could kind of pick and choose when she needed. And her social relationship kind of kept her off of anybody's number one target because they all felt like, oh, we can get rid of Stark or this person, but I'll keep Shannon on because I can work with her. You know, they, they all saw her as somebody that they could work with. So no one ever wanted to target her first. They were always like, we'll deal with her later, which is why her winning fourth and fifth immunity were such a big deal because it took that conversation out away from anybody. Yeah. I think even her and Katie had a very much a mutual respect for each other, kind of like a, you know, feminist little friendship there where they just they just kind of checked in and had this little, nice little social relationship and didn't really go after each other um i'm curious how many uh tribal councils did shannon go to pre-merge one one that's what i thought i don't think that she really had and and blank maybe you can answer this besides maybe flushing out the stark idols and the last three rounds of the game what were some of the big moves that um, Shannon made? I think it's interesting. Like when we all consider big moves, obviously her getting Stark out, she was planting those seeds the round before and final the final six tribal council. But when you come in, her and Stark came in on the top of their group, right? So their strategy doesn't need to be one of chaos. Their strategy is one of 
holding their numbers close to their chest, right? Spencer's coming in from Rutke trashing her and she has no idea, but she was still able to pull Spencer back in after that first vote to vote with her throughout almost the whole rest of the game. She kept wind by her side the whole time. She kept Stark outside of one weird vote voting with her the whole time she kept her she kept her alliances tight with her so her strategy isn't necessarily one of like i have to make this big move she managed to keep the moves happening the way she wanted them to they were like the boring moves maybe to the lounge but to her it was exactly what needed to happen for her to have the best position at the end okay so i think it's pretty likely that Shannon's going to win this. I mean, I think she has a lot in her favor. Which one of the other two contestants do you think has a better chance of beating her? I personally love Wind, but I think KT has a better shot. And I think my... I think if if I was in her shoes, I probably would have gotten rid of KT at Final Four. Because I think in a world where people are bitter, Stark stays there and you get someone like DC and Hen who are just like, we were so strong from the start. We love each mm-hmm. other. We bonded so much. She has three votes. There's in an event where like Tobias and Spencer go with Wynn maybe, and then Brad and Spidey go with Shannon. Out of nowhere, it's a 3 2 2, and we're looking at KT winning. So I think that is the, is the biggest threat she has that those three who have those personal relationships with her are enough to get her through the end. What do you think she's going to say to people like Hen and DC to try to bring them around to her side? I think she's just going to try to show that she played the best overall game. I think, you know, her, she has to hope that and she kind of laid planted this seed. You know, she's always trying to plant these seeds. She tried to plant a seed at the last tribal council. I hope people vote basically with their head, not their heart. They look at gameplay as a big component of how they vote. She's already trying to plant those seeds in the back of people's mind to have them vote how she wants them to vote. So hopefully that works. It's worked for her so far and hopefully she can keep doing it. That was, uh, that was some of the better jury management um, I've seen in a tribal council this season. Um, just uh, one of the, one of the few instances where the, uh, where the players were, were talking to the jury without actually talking to the jury, you know? So mm-hmm. that was, I thought that was a, a nice move on her part. I liked it too. She kind of was talking beforehand. She knew she could go in with like just a little bit of confidence because she was the only one who could start basically speaking to the jury. Everyone else had to play like, oh, don't vote me out, where she was able to portray a little bit of confidence and like, hey, I think I played the best and I'll tell you why soon. Uh, To me, the reason I was so high on Shannon kind of right around the merge and pretty much ever since is that looking at the people who were around uh, and how many people were left pretty much at any given point, uh, there just weren't enough people that were going to vote her out. And I think she was just able to kind of use that and pretty much cruise through the whole game. Um, My question is, uh, so I I think it seems pretty obvious that Stark is gonna come in real hot and say things along the lines of, we were together the whole game, how could you turn on me? How do you answer that? Yeah, she was talking to me a lot about that this morning. Um, I think the plan that she has drawn up is going to kind of be one of like, you know, you called me your ride or die, but you didn't treat me like your ride or die. When it came to you, you might not have like lied directly to me outside of the, actually Stark did lie once to her about the idol, once he had found the idol the second time. 
but the first time you know you don't wait to tell your ride or die over a week that you have a half idle like you don't wait until it's convenient for you and everybody else knows also if you're ride or die you don't wait to tell them about an idle when somebody else knows like they might have been hunting together but that's not that's not ride or die that's like a convenient partnership and again if you're ride or die you don't vote out the number third three person in your ride or die at wind he cast a vote against wind who he didn't know but was shannon's number one and then he like had this like, okay, so I did the math, this like big thing thinking that he literally basically told her, I thought you were completely in the dark about what was happening. So I tried to make a game move because I was smarter than you. And then everything went your way. And now I have to scramble back and try to save my ass. He never, he might've said she was his ride or die, but never treated her like it really. And I think her goal is going to be more to just say, Hey, listen, here are the things that made me lose trust for you. And I'm really sorry that happened, but ultimately I trusted wind and I thought I had a better conversation with the jury without having you standing next to me because you were dishonest to me. And I think she's going to try to focus more on winning over other people's votes than Starks with that argument. See, I, I think that argument won't win over Stark in any way. I think that argument just pisses off Stark, but I think if she approaches it from the perspective you were just so good, Stark. We couldn't let you into the final three that Stark might buy into that like nobody's business. Yeah, I think, I don't know that she wants to pander to him though. I think she just yeah. wants to be honest with him. And I think if she's honest with him, I don't think she's going to get his vote. But if she is honest with him, maybe maybe that's something that Hen likes to hear or DC likes to hear or somebody else. And it like brings other votes or even like someone like Tobias who said, he's not, I'm going to look at the gameplay. I think for someone like Tobias to be like, wow, she was very game aware here and really knew what was going on. It might help her bring in other votes where Stark might already be a lost cause, even if she panders to him. I don't, I don't think she should spend uh, too much of tribal council uh, trying to win Stark's vote. I think she should go into <laughs> Just assuming that it's lost, try to you know try to say a few right things and and, bo and bolster her game and and let maybe let him logic his way to the uh, to that conclusion. But I think if she spends too much time focusing on Stark, she's going to lose sense of the bigger picture. Um, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be a Stark's going to directly call her out like, "How the hell did you vote me out?" And I think yeah. she's going to address like, "Hey, here were my like three points of concerns that I had that left me not trusting you the same way." And then I think she's going to move on past it. I don't think she's going to. Unless he keeps going at her, I don't think she's going to respond. And even that, I don't think she's going to go into like a big full-out brawl with them. Brandon, you've been on a on the receiving end of a bitter jury. Um, well, well, <laughs> and you've been quiet for far too long, so I'm sure you have some thoughts here. I, I was actually going to agree with you. Um, you know, you do have to remember that, you know, it, it might be the jury as a whole that is going to decide your fate, but it's seven individuals. So your, your overall message needs to the best of your ability, hit a place that you can, you know, get a majority of those jurors to be with you. And as, as Hirsch, uh, you know, called <laughs> out, you know, uh, I have been on the end of, you know, a couple jury members, not exactly liking what I do in game, you know, I address it. I address it in the best way possible. I move on to the overall message, which I think uh, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing from you, Blink. I think that's a really powerful way to kind of set the tone, especially if she goes first. I don't know how they decide order, but if she goes first, I don't, I don't know how you combat if that's like her opening line. 
Well, you know what I'll say too, as somebody who voted for you, Brandon, in that same jury, I'm glad that uh, you like where it's coming from. <laughs> Maybe she should go and plagiarize Brandon's speech from Global Viber the way he plagiarized GDs. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I, I, I got the formatting and I got the, the outline. <laughs> I put my own stuff when I needed to. Maybe I'll send her some screenshots from Global Viber. <laughs> hey, it worked. Brett so, was on so, that jury too. So I think this this is a good thought for the whole panel. There's a lot of diverse personalities in this jury. You've got Bread, who is just crazy. You got Spencer, who loves chaos. You've got DC, who has some kind of, you know. I think he like dignity and wants like honor. And then you've got 1516 who, I mean, is just bitter. So like, how do you play to all these different personalities? Can I, can I step in just for one second real quick? I know we all consider like Spencer, the chaos player, but in reality, I think it was like five of the votes post merge. Shannon got him to vote with her. So that's not really that chaotic. The few times that he didn't, the votes didn't work. He blew a vote on Stark, and he tried to vote out Big Hen in the DC vote, I believe. Oh, I didn't say he was good chaotic. <laughs> I just <laughs> said he was chaotic. I... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough question. What, what's voting with the majority? Yeah, what's funny is, I mean, when you finally go back and look at his confessional, it's not like, it's not really a lot of spur of the moment, like, I'm just going to do this randomly. Like, he actually planned a good fair bit of what he was doing the whole time. He might have switched targets, you know, as needed, but it wasn't just like last minute, you know, besides the DC thing. He was probably just freaked out that, oh, my God, Stark actually has an idol now, like kind of blew his mind a bit. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Spencer throw his vote on Shan because he was in people's DMs you know, seemingly endlessly telling them they had to get her out. Because I 100% yeah. agree. She, he's been tooting that horn for like most of the game. Yeah. So I have a feeling Shannon's going to like kind of be really nice to Spencer and be like, listen, I thought you had the best chance outside of me here. I know we had final two and I wanted you there, but again, I was worried you'd take votes away from me because you were such a strong player. I think she's going to take that approach with Spencer. So for Shannon, um, why did you not tell Spencer? Why did you lead him on before that tribal where he was getting voted out the entire time? What's the advantage to that? Good question. I kind of asked her like the same thing after he got voted out. <laughs> I was like, but she did like a she did like a fifteen minute check in with him, and I like cringed. And she was like, "What?" And like, I felt kind of mean. She's like, "But that's just what I always do." I think they just didn't want the scramble. Right. I mean, I, I could answer that for you. You can't really, it's really hard to do that at Final Four because it's so easy to just manipulate the vote. And now all of a sudden it's a tie. Now you have fought, now you have potential fire making and you don't want to add that to, you know, resumes. Like, <laughs> like it, al it almost, it almost worked last season. And then Shitter's already just got to boost his resume even more by like destroying cheese. So. I mean, you, I mean the fact. I, I get, I get the, I get the fact that you want to, you know, you want to tell Spencer there, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's that's a risk that she. I mean, she doesn't want to. She, she already is perceiving herself as the leader. Don't 
don't give anyone else more ammo at this point. Fair. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're even talking about this as her game weakness is a pretty good sign for her, I would think. Yeah, I kind of go back to, I think the biggest threat is just going to be, like, if Wind can split the vote out of, like, the four people who weren't super close with KT, and KT keeps those three, she got it. I also think there might be a world where we have Wind picking our winner, where it might be, like, a 3-3-1, and then I think at that case, then it goes to wind to be the final vote, right? He actually hasn't said because I believe the only other time that final three has ever had a tie, that third person didn't get any votes. So the jury was deadlocked. Whereas in that case, it wouldn't be a deadlock because you'd have one juror who just, you know, just went by the wayside. I feel like that juror just gets to pick at that point, but he hasn't said anything about that ryan has neither confirmed nor denied what would happen in that scenario so we'll see because right. it's not it hasn't happened on a u.s survivor anyway good point Brandon. Um, all right so um i think we can sort of miss up to general questions whoever wants to add anything or ask any questions um i guess i can start uh for whoever wants to answer what which jurors are you most and least confident in getting their votes? And how do you go with that, make a strategy along with that information? Well, I could say for Shannon, I think the most confident one she has is Spidey. I think that thing is locked and loaded. He probably already has his parchment ready and sent to, sent to Probst. Um, in terms of her like least confident, I think it comes down to those kind of KT3 votes that I see the DC, Han, and Stark. I think if she can manage to win over one of those, I think she's in a really, really great spot. But I really have no idea how any of those three are going to vote in regards to if they vote for KT or if they'll see her as just kind of a, you know, riding coattails sort of player, what they're going to think. A week ago, Hin was saying that he, you know, that he was at that moment when he was voted out for his exit interview, he was talking about his vote maybe being with Spencer. And I'm like, so who the hell knows where Hen is at on this? Um, I think Hen may be the most uh, unpredictable um, of, of any of these people. I mean, I would imagine he's like a guy looking for like the big flashy moves, which I don't think anyone in this final really has. No, unless I you call the Stark move flashy. I, yeah, the one it's thing not, in favor. It's not, yeah, I mean the Stark move isn't flashy in that it was unknown except yeah. to Stark, I guess, but it was, it's kind of a big deal when you, you know, you're perceived as, you know, the top two, and as he called it, ride or die, and then she flips on him. I mean, that's noticeable. So she's got that going. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen without her. So. I can see 15, 16 sticking with KT all the way, just so he can claim credit for the win in some part. I don't see DC feeling that way. I think DC is going to be a lot more likely to vote Shad than those uh, than fifteen sixteen, but you never know. I think you're right. Ends the real wild card in there of the jury and the and the and the the FTC three. Who do you think is going to have the hardest reaction to uh, their perception from the viewers' lounge? 
Well, not KT. She just said she doesn't care what the viewers think. Yeah, Did you I, see I, that go by? Oh, I didn't see that, but it's one thing to say that. And then, <laughs> I saw that in um, I saw that in the uh, in um, in the uh, rites of passage. So uh, yeah, I'm, that's what I was say- referring to because, and they're all chatting about you know. I mean, because I mean, let's be honest. Like when uh, when Ari and I play together. Um, he comes out and he sees that I was like plotting from him, plotting against him for day one, from day one. Um, when Harpy was playing, I got mad at her for talking to tribal council and, 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 and just being crazy off the wall. No, no strategy, just going nuts. Um, I actually called link a quote unquote, unpleasant person. <laughs> now that I've talked to her a couple of times and we've been, in, you know, and we've been in the lounge, um, you know, it's that's completely not the reality of the situation. Um, Blink, I mean, um, not Blink. Uh, we played against uh, each other in um, in Global, and uh, and 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 you were on me from day one, um, mm-hmm. working against me, working against me from the get. Brandon and I had our issues in Global, and and Glorf was a fucking elf. So I mean. <laughs> We worked it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, you know, and, 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 and in all these cases, all these cases, and this is what I find fascinating about our game, and maybe it's the fact that it kind of caters to the oldest players, um, older players, but with very few exceptions, um, people are, are able to get over it, um, you know, and, and just kind of let it go. Um, and I hope, again, that's the case here. So it's, uh, it's, always, it's always tough um, – when you're a player, you got to pay receipts. And I think in the viewer's lounge, you kind of have to pay receipts too for the opinions you express once, uh, once the game is over. Uh, I think you found me the unpleasant person because I've talked a lot of shit, but I think that's why I love the lounge so much because I can just do it without being judged. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's like, our job, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate the seasoning. About. That you, been, the you are you are you are a great you are a great addition to the lounge uh. I, look forward, I look forward to when being like a full-time member of the lounge next season um and i and i hope he uh, i hope he does that i hope he takes advantage of that opportunity and uh, and uh, you know relishes the uh, the chance to uh, talk shit about uh, the new group whoever they might be hey, he, he's he's permanent <laughs> vip now he has to stay i love some wind commentary all day <laughs> yeah Right. <laughs> I really hope Tobias hangs around. That guy had some stuff to say, and I really, I mean, I just enjoyed his play so much. Smart. He's <laughs> really smart. He's going to have some good questions, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. He might be, he might, you know, he, yeah, he's going to be a good juror. He might be asking the questions that actually will change people's minds or influence people's decisions. Uh, good point. So for uh, Brandon, you've been in a tr- final tribal um, link review at some point in an org. Um, I'm wondering, is it, are you thinking about individual jurors as you're going through, or is it just you make the case and are hoping that people see what you're doing? So for me, um, I mean, opening, opening statement, I mean, everyone that, has a good idea of what you do there. Um, I try to tell it like a story. I try to, you know, try not to over embellish things that aren't important. But what I tried to do in Global Viber, 
I don't really want to talk about the other one. That other one was weird, but um, just kind of, you know, it is a growing pattern. I did feel like, you know, the things, some of the things I did in game, you know, maybe some things were too harsh. Maybe some things, you know, I'm very, I can be very narrow-minded as people, a lot of people here now. Um, but I mean, it's just admitting that and admitting that, you know, you can overcome this after the game and that, you know, what happened in game was, you know, the game, not really a reflection on, you know, how I actually view people and whatnot. Um, I think when it comes down to individual jurors, that's more, you know, you, you just try to hope that you can answer their questions as best you can. You can, what I did was I kind of mocked to myself, you know, what are the types of things that, you know, this juror could ask me, you know, and that's, that's whether or not I did enough homework, I had enough conversations and games with them to understand that, okay, this, like this juror is 100% going to ask me this question as like their most important thing that's on their mind right now. How do I best tackle that? That's, that's how I approached it. I don't know if they're going to do that here, but I mean, that's just one man's opinion. I did a lot of homework. <laughs> okay. uh, Link? Link. Or, uh, let me ask, in addition to your own experience on, a, on an FTC, um, you know, we know that Wind has been on final, uh, you know, on FTCs before. And from what I've seen in other orgs, you know, the, the, you know, there, there tend to be the opening statement tends to be this epic, long round by round breakdown of everything that they did, you know, and they're, and they're practically trying to answer every possible jury question before the jury even asks it. Um, and in this respect, the opening statement, uh, you know, per Ryan is like one, the length of one discord statement, and then it goes to the jury. Do you think that wind is going to be limited by that um, just based on his previous experience with orgs, or do you think he's going to be able to adapt to that and kind of uh, basically leave the driving to the jury, which is kind of what he has to do. It's funny you say that because we talked about it today because in the orgs he plays, they make a Google doc of their entire speech, which is just crazy. It's too much to read. I would never, um, but we were in the car and he got that message from Ryan saying it was going to be one you know discord message long and I, in my head i'm thinking wow you're really gonna have to cut this down um i think it could hurt him because he he's got away with words and to limit it um is not so great but i think it's good in the perspective that you can just bullet point what are the great things that you did what makes you stand out um and and then it just comes down to the jury question so it's gonna hinder him but might help the jury. <laughs> Other questions from our finalists or anything that anyone wants to highlight or point out? What are the odds that we see a plurality winner? Uh, no, I do. Someone's going to get four. Someone's going to get four. Probably. I mean, the scenario that Blink mapped out could happen but I think someone's going to get four. Yeah, I think that's too direct a split. It has to go 3-2-2 three, two, two, or 3-3-1 yeah. three, three, even. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, that's, it sounds like a lot of the conversation is, you know, if anyone gets 
you know, extra votes, it's KT. I mean, we haven't really talked a lot about how does how does Win get votes away from KT or away from Shannon? I I mean, I think at least DC is persuadable. I, I think he's open-minded. I, I I think that after that, I mean, he can gain, I mean, Tobias is there. There's a lot of people who will change their votes. I just think there's some things that won't happen. Stark's not going to vote for Shan. There's going to be, Hen's not going to vote for, I don't know who Hen's not going to vote for. It's just going to be malicious. There's someone he's not going to vote for. Yeah. I feel like Hen is also a very logical person. I see a lot of similarities between him and DC. And I, I think if he's not going to come into this being salty, that both Hen and DC can carefully examine the game and, and choose the winner based on their own, you know, personal attachments. Based, yeah, not based on their own personal attachments to Katie, I mean. Yeah, it's whether, for me, it's whether, I mean, obviously the biggest thing that Wynn did for his game was flip to Arunima and be by Shan pretty much lock and step for the whole merge. His difficulty at FTC is also saying that while that was happening, did he influence enough outside of her influence, which I guess that again points back to, you know, getting information from Tobias. He could talk about it like literally as a confessional as he was like, I'm going to try to hype Tobias up as like a person who's playing better than me and then cut him when I have the <laughs> chance. You know, if he can work that work that into FTC somehow, maybe that's enough separation to where, you know, maybe he can he can get some votes here because I mean, we are looking at two different positions. Shannon was always perceived as, you know, top of Runama, whereas Wynn was ranked sixth, fifth. Oh, yeah, I forgot to pull the rankings for the statistics. Um, I think Shannon was second. Um, second. And KT was second or third, and Wind was sixth. Wind and, yeah, Shannon and KT were second. Wind was fifth, right above Tobias. Um. I want to I think, about that Tobias vote, though, to remember is that it wasn't necessarily Wynn's plan. It was brought to Wind by Shannon because Shannon knew Stark had the idol. Yeah. This is also true. I think uh, I think Bread might be a vote for sale, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Having been on a jury with that kid, um, you don't uh, you really don't know where he's going to necessarily go. Um, in, a, in a previous experience, Global Viber, um, Bread hit the jury convinced that the the player, a lovely guy, um, who was the goat of the season, was the mastermind of, of everything that had been going on. And despite the fact that everybody in the jury was saying, Brad, n- no, no, it's just not true. Um, he believed it all the way up until final tribal. So uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if Brad was convinced that Spencer was the huge mastermind um, going into this last vote out. And now uh, with Spencer gone, Bread is is lost. He's a, a wayward child, and he has no idea who to vote for. So uh, I think Bread is a is a, is another wild card. I don't think he necessarily votes for Shannon just because, you know, they had some kind of a you know maternal kind of you know thing going on. Uh, I have a feeling for... he might okay. be. I have a feeling he might be salty at Shannon. He might be, yeah. 
just the fact that you know he kind of like constantly like try to get people away from Shannon and Shannon votes him out you know I he he is an emotional teenager I mean true. who is like six foot four and swims I don't yeah he's just he's, a, just, he's unique <laughs> very well also we're gonna see that kid in the Olympics one day and be like I know him yes <laughs> Uh, all right, got a question for each of our finalists. We're, uh, the one that I'm sure everyone is itching to answer. Uh, were you honest in the game? And should that matter? Why or why not? Oof. I'll go first, I guess. Um, mostly honest. I was lying when I had to, and it's part of the game. I don't think anybody else can say they played the game not lying because I know I've been lied to by every single person who was at the merge, except for Spidey probably. So uh, I don't think you can play the game without lying in some effect. But I was always honest when I needed to be and with the people who were my like, my true number one wind, my boy Sub-Zero. I think, I think it's, I think it's an important and, and, and this, is, this is where, if I had been able to coach Kat in her uh, final tribal council, I, this is what I would have told her to say. There's a difference between game lying and emotional honesty. If I'm talking to you, you know, and, 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 and I think one of, the, one of the hangups with her and some of the jurors was that some of the jurors felt that when she was talking to them on that one-on-one -on -one level in her DMs, which she did with a lot of people, they would talk to her about her life. She would talk to them about her life you know, they were concerned that that kind of, that all of that emotional content was just dishonest to try to make some sort of connection. Whereas with her, she was just talking to them as a person, as a genuine human being, um, you know, and then, you know, and then you draw the line between that and the, and then, but yes, there were points where we were playing in the game and I had to lie to you to, uh, to uh, about the vote, or I had to do this or I had to do that. If you can, I think a lot of people get the game lying just too muddy with the emotional side of the game and, and it's hard to break that away um and if you can convince these people that every conversation i had with you about your life about my life that was honest that was sincere that was me wanting to know about you um then maybe they can be more willing to forgive the lies that were told in game to uh to advance uh, to advance whatever you needed to happen great answer harpy do you want to go ahead well, as we all know, the big lie, the KT lie, or the my lie, is the William game lie, and that's the one that really has, you know, made all the viewers dislike me, but as I've just mentioned in Rites of Passage, I don't care, and does the jury care? Like, how many other lies were there? There really wasn't a lot. Her and Wynn seem to have the most... But then after every tribal, they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, I lied to you. Yeah, we did it again, which is a weird. They have like a weird, their DMs are sort of weird that way, right? Yeah. But other than that, like, she's been very upfront about when that happened. So I don't know. I think that I feel like it's sort of she's done a good job with that distinction that you just made about, you know, the being true to who she is you know she's a gamer she's a crocheter she's a programmer she's a dog trainer you know she's a dog lover all of that is honest for people and i think that you know i i think they can take the difference i think they can split the difference we'll see 
the audience can't. I'm watching them right about right now, and I'm like, oh, it's hard to read that and say something nice at the same time. I should shut Does, that Discord off. <laughs> do you do you think she even needs to bring up the board games because all the victims of the board game aren't on the jury? I don't think she needs to bring it up. And I wonder if anybody else will. It'll be interesting to see. Because I, I know for oh, it's been the big joke outside of the game, but internally, it hasn't really been anything. Yeah, I would be hiding it if I was there. Um, but I think I don't even know if she realizes what it symbolizes and what that means, or if it means much of anything to her, other than that, right. oh, this is what we did because we had to. Right. Uh, yeah, Link, no, Link, I agree. Wanna, It'll be interesting. Link, do you want to take a stab at this and how wind might answer? Um, yeah, I think lying is part of the game and um, it's near impossible to get to the end without doing so. Um, but I think from his perspective, he um, you know, was emotionally honest throughout the game on, on a personal level. He was completely himself. Um, but, you know, in terms of voting out your friends and enemies, um, yeah, lying is, is just a part of that. Although, you know, I think it did suck to see the lies to um, Toby and Spencer, but you just have to hope that they can respect that um, a lie was necessary in that moment. Um. So I'm the person that I don't really care about honesty within the game, as long as you're not mean. Um, I think it's, to me, uh, gamers are gamers. And what says more about integrity is how you talk about people behind their back and what you're saying about people's personality. Um, Hurst, going off sort of what you said, and we'll have our Mojo Desert podcast out sometime soon, apparently, I guess. Um, and I don't think we'll ever really be on the same page about it. I think Kat could have one if sort of like you said, of uh, saying like, whenever we talked, that was fully honest. Uh, when it came to the game stuff, yeah, I lied. And that was because I wanted to win and I needed to be in control and say things to get people to do my bidding, uh, which she did very well. Um, but that's my perspective. I'm not on this jury and there's a lot yeah. of different personalities on there who value very different things. And that'll be interesting to see kind of how they respond because that's the kind of question that comes up on every tribal and always kind of leads to some wincing. Oh yeah. It's uh, you know, and, and just to kind of go off what you just said in regards to Mojo desert. Um, like I said, I, in the lounge, I think as that final tribal council was happening, I, I was laying out what I wish she would say um, because I knew that that's what they were looking for. And um, I knew that's what, and, and because I knew that that's how she had approached it. Um, and I think uh, you've got to, you've got to look at the uh, the social cues the verbal cues or in this case the written cues that the that the that the jury is is is, is laying down um because if you go back and look at again just to use mojo desert as a as a uh, as a comparison if you go back and look at that final tribal council both muse and Carstaway thought um they thought going into that ftc both of them Carst and muse thought that cat had it in the bag and that she was going to be an easy winner. They've said as much in their confessionals. They've said it speaking to each other. They both wanted her nowhere near that FTC. Um, but that was not what the jury was thinking. Um, and then 
They start asking questions and Cars picks up on this vibe. She pivoted masterly, masterfully. She, uh, you looked at it and she realized where this thing was headed and she changed her whole approach and, um, and, and got those votes. Um, and so if these guys are paying attention to the questions that are being asked, these guys and gals are paying attention to the questions that are being asked, how they're being asked and who they're being asked by, they're going to be able to pivot, audible, do whatever they need to, to, to start kind of laying down the, the kind of truth that this jury is looking for. Um, any of them else have questions or comments? Uh, we can, uh, let's get our judges back in then. Um, so uh, Brandon, how, where, where are you leaning as our judge after hearing everyone's cases that they made? Uh, for me, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like list, I try to tend to list ahead of time, you know, where, where votes went, who would have controlled those votes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty by the book, I would say. I don't, I don't try to get emotionally involved, emotionally charged in a <laughs> jury decision. I certainly don't try to change my vote because you know one of the ftc members has like friends on the jury or some some bullshit i was in last time um so i mean <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to it I, I just think when you look at it front to back i think for most complete game in all three areas it's shannon i think she encompasses all three areas of the game and then on top of that, I mean, she paid respect to the lore of, you know, our mythical mountain. So where do you uh, where do you see the votes going? Give us a give us a vote breakdown. <sighs> vote breakdown. I mean, I, I think I said I think I said in the lounge, I'm thinking this is five two. I don't think we're going to get a unanimous. I mean, if we couldn't get one last season, we're not, <laughs> not going to get one. <laughs> we're not going to get one here. I think it's a lot closer here. <laughs> I assume um, the two are going to win. The two, the two, I, so, so the, the only way my head can reconcile it is that, you know, people realize that, you know, KT may have been loyal, but in terms of impact on how the game unfolded, there wasn't really a lot that she did. Like, no, no offense to her. I'm sure she's great. I don't think that she really altered the way the game played out at the end. Um, besides her helping start with the idol, I guess. Um, the two that don't vote for Shannon. Uh, bread. I think bread. I think bread could be a win vote here. I think if it's an emotionally charged decision, I think bread could vote win. And besides that, yeah, it gets tough. Um, and Hen could do it. It, it. it could. I mean, I could see Hen also kind of respecting. I, I think I don't. I don't think it would be for KT though. I also think that if anyone, I'm hoping that if anyone gets it, it's Win because he played a. He played from a different point of view, like even though it was a Runema versus Rookie, you know, you had Hen. I mean, you had Win playing from like the bottom up and not as a perceived leader. And he kind of like, he picked this side and he did it like almost seeming se seamlessly, which is not super easy to do. Like, 
anyone can tell you, you know, when you play a swap, you know, sometimes you just get, you know, sometimes you're just fucked. But I mean, he bonded almost immediately, and that's not that's not that's not always easy to do. So I think if he, I mean, if he focuses on that, I mean, that's that's respectable. I think. Um, I was going to pivot to predictions um, in a couple minutes, but uh, so uh, Glorfindel, where's our jury leaning at this point? I mean, I, I think that Shannon has by far the easiest narrative and simple narratives win at least real life juries. I know way less about survivor juries, but like she can go in there and talk about her controlling each moment of the game. Wind has a much harder narrative and he needs Tobias to basically be his advocate. So I don't know that I necessarily see that happening for him he'd have to do a really smooth job and kt i mean it would just have to be a split vote loyalty kind of thing but i i, I do think that we're going to end up seeing maybe a 6-1 for shannon oh. uh where, where are you leaning after hearing everyone's arguments um i'm leaning Oof. Despite my uh, preseason pick and my merge pick, um, I think I think I can see a four three or a four two one for Shannon um, with the with the the second highest going to wind, and maybe a um, maybe a respect vote going to KT from like a big hand or something like that. Um, if if uh, if the last couple tribal uh, um, if the last couple immunities had gone different, um, yeah maybe. But uh, the fact that she was able to win the last two, the fact that she's uh, going into the FTC with the with the strength of two tribal with two uh, individual immunities, um, and her social game, and um, and the fact that she's got that one vo- only one vote against her. I mean, she's got a lot going for, her. Um, and yeah, she's got the easiest, smoothest path, and. Uh, Wind or KT are going to have to have a really, really strong FTC to convince other to convince, to convince me otherwise. Yeah, I think I think the point you just brought up about that she really bought into the environment of the game, and I think that that's going to be a really winning argument for her. Besides all of the other arguments she had, is she was the one who was like talking about Yeti babies and Yeti gods. Like I, I think that's going to help her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her her enthusiasm for the game was very contagious. Agreed. <laughs> Do any of our uh, finalists want to give a prediction for how they think it's going to go? Gosh, I am very confident in my wife, but I do not want to jinx anything, so I will uh, take a back seat on this one. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Respect. I think it's Shannon, but I'm rooting for KT because, like I said, I love to root for the underdog, and I feel like you know <laughs> she's definitely re- achieved that status with her sort of villain persona perception. Oops. I think Quinn has a great shot, um, but if he wasn't in the final three, I know I'd be voting for Shannon. Well, I will. I will say Shannon wins 7-0. She puts the the cap on her masterful social game from the whole time. Uh, tells everyone what they want to see, what they want to hear. Gets 
Brad on uh, get Stark <laughs> back on board, Brad and the Rutka's showing that she was the one in charge the whole time. Uh, I'm gonna put that on the record as my prediction, and we will see where we go. You uh, did you see Link's face when you said seven zero? <laughs> <laughs> that's bold that's bold we'll <laughs> I, uh, remember who if anyone got it right i have no idea if anyone got it last season i feel like someone said the ultimate result was it like seven one yeah eight one um we i i i did i did i did say n Renicky would throw a vote on someone yeah <laughs> i think i said like six two we have yet to have a unanimous winner at FTC. So uh, I, I would, I'm no, uh, all due respect to my friend Ari here, but uh, I, I, I can't see that changing uh, with, with this one, honestly. All right. Um, anyone else have anything else they wanted to go or say? Uh, this is now is your last chance. I think we're good. Nothing. All right. FTC well, FTC Podcast Alliance for returnee season. It's uh oh. <laughs> what if what who's gonna do? Hey Ari, if there's a uh, if there is an, a returnee season and, and we're both cast, who the hell's gonna do TBA? Ooh. We got this, brand. I guess we'll have to make Meg do it if she's not. Oh, maybe Meg's on. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to pass off the. Uh, we're gonna have podcasts. We're gonna have podcasts within the season. As a confessional, yeah, that, that would go well. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, I know everyone here is excited. We've all been in the lounge from day one. We've all invested a lot of time as viewers. Uh, we're all invested because of our position as former players. Um, I'm sure everyone who listens to this is invested. Uh, the you know the players are invested. Uh, this is a great. Uh, this is a good final three, and I think we're we're, we're set up nicely for a nice tribal council that could go you know could go several different directions so it's uh you know we like to think we know where it's headed um but uh it's up to that jury and that's all that matters it's true it's true oh it's snowing again (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much everyone for being on that this is a lot of fun and should be a really fun final tribal so excited. Much love to all of you for showing up and doing this with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. It's hot. Thank I'm going to go get some ice cream. What? It is National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. So <laughs> you haven't eaten breakfast you told me that earlier. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> Bye, all. Goodbye. Uh, I think we'll be back for uh, maybe a recap at some point. Yeah. A couple of us. Um, Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy the end of the season. Peace. Fuck you, Herschel. Yeah, the fact that she won the... Did y'all hear me say the fuck you, Herschel? (laughs) I think that should be kept as like a sign-off for the end of every episode you guys hear until it's going just like uh, a good like uh, <laughs> commercial. That was that was incredibly well timed. <laughs> <Perfect>. uh... <laughs>